Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Joanne Loy, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you for having me here. It's great to have you here. Uh, Joanne Loy is a registered architect in New York City with 10 years of experience and a senior content strategist at Monograph. Monograph are friends of ours, so you've heard them here before. Uh, she works with Monograph. Uh, it's a practice operations platform for AEC professionals. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out, monograph.io. Um, Joanne also founded the Women Architects Collective, a community of 3,000-plus women building careers they love, and she also helps women uh, architects be heard, be seen, and be known in their work journey through the power of community and personal branding. Um, so Joanne, we shared a little bit about you. Uh, I want to talk a little mm -hmm. bit about, uh, I want to learn more about the Women Architects Collective. I also want to talk a little bit about personal branding. That's what I, I love personal branding, so I love that topic, and I don't think I actually ever spoke specifically about personal branding before on the show, so this will be an interesting conversation. Um, before we get there, though, I want to learn more about you. Where did you discover architecture? Who or what inspired you to become an architect? Yeah, so I was originally from Hong Kong, and um, I was born and raised there. And I was always living in very tiny spaces. As you know, Hong Kong is a very 
small city with a lot of people and like my family of four would live in like a 500 square foot apartment and <laughs> it was crazy and but yeah. I really loved uh, the constraint of a small space and kind of getting creative in how you use small spaces and that kind of was how my childhood was I, I was always really fascinated with the city with small spaces in general and so when I finally came to America when I was 16 to go to college I had to decide on what to do with a major and I was like I have no idea like it was my first year in America I don't really know where I was gonna go and I mean nowadays in high school here you have those like career programs where you have architecture right. programs high school students like I would did an ACE um, mentorship and I went there to teach them about AutoCAD and they already know AutoCAD. It was like every, like all the high school students already know everything I knew. But um, back then when I was in Hong Kong and when I went to high school, we didn't have any of those things. So I didn't really have an opportunity to really think where my, like what would my profession be when I grow up um, and I only know that I was always really fascinated by the city and I always really love art and creative style things and designing things but I was also at the same time very good with like science so I was either gonna be an illustrator or a doctor and that was like two very extreme cases and then yeah. one day my dad was finally like why don't you look into architecture? Maybe that's something like a good combination for you because it's, you know, logical, but yeah. it's still creative. And um, so I didn't really know what architecture was. It was my first time hearing that word, <laughs> like a big architecture word. And I went to research and I went to a college fair. I basically asked everyone at the booth, do they have an architecture program? Um, and some, I was, I'm still in New Jersey and, um, I, at that time they were like, oh, look at this NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology. They have a great architecture program in the state. So I applied and got in and did my architecture degree. That's kind of how I randomly stumbled upon architecture. I, I wish I had those stories where it was like. Oh, ever since I was a kid, I know I wanted to be an architect, <laughs> um, but not not the case for me. Yeah. But I went but to it, school. Everybody's story is interesting, though. I mean, your interest, your story of of growing up in Hong Kong and the and the tiny little apartment, uh, and and the mm -hmm. tall buildings in the small city. Um, you know, that's that's really interesting. That that's your background, and that's sort of where you where you started and. The idea of space and, and not really understanding that there was a profession for architecture, um, but having it inside you all that time. And then when you finally discovered it, um, it made sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I see architecture more as spaces rather than like an object of a building. Yep, yep. Um, I think that's probably just based on where, where I was from. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do after NJIT? So, yeah, I graduated in 2011. Um, 
that was kind of the aftermath of the last recession. Right. So it was really hard to find a job. Uh, it took me like four or five months of constantly applying and everyone telling me they're not hiring. Uh, but I finally landed in a small firm in Jersey City, in New Jersey. And um, they do very uh, like local residential work but also some apartment buildings. Um, so like single family all the way to apartment building, any kind of residential work. And I was there for about a year and a half, I would say. And I realized I was, because it was a small firm, it was only five people in the office. And I was the youngest person there. And I wasn't really I didn't have any friends really because I was like the only young person. But at the same time, I see the architecture industry was going into Revit and technology and the small firm that I was at wouldn't support that because they don't have the resources. Uh, so eventually I knew I had to go to a different firm for me to catch up to like the technology and not fall behind. So I went into a firm at in Princeton in New Jersey. It was a medium-sized firm. Uh, they do mostly educational education work. Uh, I was there to kind of help start their residential practice side. I did their first residential project. Um, and after about two years, I started looking for a job in the city because uh, I wanted to move to New York City. And I find the job at Gensler and um, I joined Gensler. It's been six years since I was, I've been there. I actually kind of because I guess Gensler is doing more commercial work. So I did more of a commercial, uh, a lot of office repositioning work and workplace and interiors and public spaces, that kind of work. So I have been there for six years. And then after that, about two months ago, I uh, kind of made a career transition into the tech world and joined Monograph as their content strategist. So so you're no longer with Gensler, mm -hmm. you're working with, with Monograph full time? Yes. So what's your role at Monograph? What do you do there? Right now, I am the content strategist, so I manage their blog, um, their content, their website. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of build their brand and thought leadership through content. So you're working with George on some of the videos he's doing, the blog, managing the blog. So everything that we're seeing coming out of Monograph is coming through you now. As some of them, some of them is through other people, but we, you know, yeah. all work together. Yeah, and yeah, that's great. Um, it, it's I've I've noticed the difference uh, in the last <laughs> few months. I've I've seen the the additional content coming out of Monograph. I've seen the quality uh, improve, and because I've I've known Robert for a long, long time. I've watched Monograph grow, um, and so it's really exciting to watch to see Monograph grow and to see the content that's coming out of of Monograph is really exciting. Yeah, it's definitely very fun to be like at the start of something and building it up. And at the same time, 
like changing or kind of crafting what we think the brand is as monograph and that voice uh, through content. I think I think we're kind of still working through it, but getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. So, so two things that you're passionate about is um, the Women's Architect Collective, um, mm-hmm. and you're also you do personal brand coaching. Um, yeah. And so. Let's talk a little bit about both of them. Um, Women's Architect Collective, what is it um, and and what do you do with it? So the Women's Architects Collective is a Facebook group. Uh, I started it in 2018 as just an online platform for women architects to discuss anything they don't feel comfortable discussing at work. Um, I really started... It's like I would talk about Women Arts Collective and personal branding together because it's kind of part of my journey. Yeah. Uh, when I first started work, about three, four years into my career, I had an incident where I was forgotten for a race. And I, at that time, was the only female in at my level um, and everyone else got a raise and not me. And so I went to my boss and I was like, um, like I should get a raise. Everyone else got a raise, why didn't I get one? And the reason, I, I don't know if it's really the reason, but what she said to me was that uh, a lot of times women have forgotten in these kind of discussion in architecture. And it was the first time I ever encountered something like that, but I, kind of it kind of put a seed in me where I wanted to do something about it and do something for women in architecture in general and after that I started building my personal brand because I I just thought like I don't ever want to be forgotten again (laughs) (laughs) Um, in my career and what if I can build myself to a point where I don't even have to ask for a raise and I just get a raise automatically. Um, So I did that. I went on my personal branding journey. I started blogging. I started my own website. I and then that was also through me getting my license. And then after I got my license at 2018, I started, I had more time. So I started the Women Archives Collective and I just wanted a place where they can ask questions. They can give advice to our people, but more importantly, they can meet other women in architecture because a lot of time I get these feedback where people, especially if they're in a smaller firm, in a bigger firm, you don't really have that problem because there's so many people. But if you are in a smaller firm, in a small town, they would tell me that they can't find a female mentor because they don't have that in their leadership. Uh, They don't have that in their local network, but they could find it in the Women Archives Collective because they get to meet so many people globally, around the world and that was something that was really important for me is for people to find mentorship and even if you couldn't find a mentor just ask questions and get answers for questions that you don't know who to ask Um, so that group has grown to be now 3200 i think members in the group and it's been going uh, very active growing really strong and I love the people in the group and 
last year when the pandemic hit, I was trying to think to myself like, what can I help them? Um, like, what what skills could I actually use to help them while we are in this pandemic and recession and everything is online? And I thought, oh, I know how to do personal branding because I did it for myself. And why don't you? Why don't I just teach that? Uh, to the members inside the Women Archives Collective. So I started the coaching program and just basically helping them put themselves out there, build their online presence, build their personal brand, both online and also like at work um, to just help them while you have a little bit more time in, in the pandemic to use that time to really show up online so that's kind of how i started yeah. both of these things <laughs> Can, it's a very interesting that they're connected like that and and facebook groups when they're when they're curated like that when they're private and they're and they are uh there's an intentional uh format for it and a purpose for it um and you and you um, maintain that culture they become very very powerful you know the entree architects mm-hmm. group is super powerful, so I can I can definitely see how a group that's dedicated to women architects to have a place where they can go and they can share openly and honestly uh, about their experiences and ask for help and and not worry about um, you know any other outside influence, uh, whether it's you know whether it's uh, other genders or whether it's it's uh, uh, clients or bosses. It's a place where they can go and and have a safe place to have that conversation. Um, and then the idea that you have this personal branding background to be able to share that with the community uh, is really powerful. Let's take a break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode. As architecture demand increases toward pre-pandemic levels and beyond, how are you and your architecture firm keeping up? RCAT is here to help. RCAD.com offers several free tools to help architecture and design firms like yours get work done faster. Use RCAD's powerful search engine to find the right products for your projects and download BIM, CAD, and specifications right there on the same page without needing to pay or register. It's free. RCAD.com also offers product videos, catalogs, green reports, product certification information, outline and short form specification generation, and so much more. Visit rcat.com today. rcat.com is your one-stop solution to help increase your productivity and get more projects done faster. That's rcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team, buy project, and get organized with financial reports, communication, and notifications. My favorite feature in FreshBooks is the automated invoice reminders. I think sending invoices and getting paid is one of the biggest barriers to our success as entrepreneur architects. Who has the time? But if we don't send out the invoices, we don't get paid, right? FreshBooks makes it easy to send out your invoices and get paid fast online with a click of a button. And when your client doesn't pay you on time, FreshBooks will send them a friendly email reminder 
through a simple system that you control. Sign up for a free 30-day unrestricted trial and get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid faster. Go to entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Uh, what I'd like to do is, can you can you go back with the personal branding part and just explain what that means for anybody who doesn't know what personal branding is? Can you explain what that is? Sure. So I like to say that your personal brand is basically what people are saying about you in your back <laughs> or behind your back and yeah. um, that you don't know what they're talking about and the process of personal branding is helping you to match up their perception of you to your own perception of yourself and what you want them to see and that's through nowadays an online presence like a website or your social media creating content online but also at the same time about what you are doing at work if you are trying to build your career um i mean usually people do personal branding for I would say three things either they want to find a job through uh, platforms like LinkedIn um, or they want to build up their career get promotions climb the ladder or they want to start their own architecture firm and um, build a business with with their own personal brand and I think that's the that's kind of how personal branding can help you is built by building this online presence or your own brand um, and also in person as a person <laughs> to help you either grow in these three areas so so very much like like business branding where you are trying to tell a story about mm-hmm. what you do and and uh, and have that resonate with the ideal client the people that you want to attract to your business um, personal branding is the same thing, but for right. yourself to be able right. to create that story and craft that story of who you are and, and to be able to attract either clients or, or, or employers or, um, colleagues to the, the people that you want to attract. And so it starts with a website, right? So you said that to, to have like a home base, um, what should that website include? What's what is that? What would be in the website on the website? Yeah, so I would say it depends on what you're trying to do. You don't necessarily need a website to start with. Uh, what I usually suggest is just go through your social media because I'm sure you're on a lot of social media <laughs> to just kind of comb through what you're putting out there that people can see. Uh, Most importantly, if you're an architect and trying to find a job or trying to build your career as a professional, go through your LinkedIn profile, optimize your LinkedIn profile. And that can really, really help you uh, professionally because the whole network of LinkedIn is professional. Um, The second thing I recommend is just 
if you want to uh, build up your Instagram as your social media platform, just because it's it's more visual, so it matches up with what architects do. And a lot of time nowadays, is people use Instagram as their portfolio and they post their project work on there. And people actually, I was talking to. Oh, I was on a clubhouse room, and this this uh, woman was saying she was hiring, and she would look up everyone's on their Instagram and see what they post on their Instagram, and see if their if they post about their project work and what 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 is you know what's their aesthetic, what's the style, what can they really do, or if they're posting about their personal life, like what are they about, what's their personality, and they kind of see that. Before they even would interview you、um, for a job, so I think that's LinkedIn and your Instagram are very important for architects. And then, if you really want to build up your online presence, I would recommend starting a website,、uh, either a portfolio website if you're looking for a job, or start kind of like a blogging type of website that you can. Create content and blog on it to build up your thought leadership. If you're trying to build your career as a professional, you want to share your opinions on things and show people that you are actually that you actually know what you're talking about.、Um, blogging is a great way to go about it. And then, of course, if you are starting a business, you will need a website no matter what. So、right. that、um, that's just. Yeah, you should just start a website if you are starting a business. So you said we should start with social first and, and LinkedIn because it's the pre- professional focused、uh, social media, and then Instagram because it's more visual and we can create you know a portfolio there.、Um, and it's very important what it, that you curate that content right that that it needs to、mm-hmm. share a story. It needs to be consistent. You can't one day share this beautiful image of a project and the next day you know. Share a terrible photo of something you ate that day. It's it's, it's, it's you're right. Your the feed matters. That what you're sharing、yeah. on that social media matters. It does, and I think it goes both ways. Sometimes people get too curated, and then they are like, "Oh, I don't have anything to post because like I don't have a professional photo of."、Yep. Something and then they just don't post for like two months and then they disappear. <laughs> and,、um, I think that you can find a balance between showing professional photos of your buildings or your spaces and maybe some like construction process photos, your behind the scene photos, photos you just take with your iPhone in your office sketches. Just I think. I see most of the time architects only would show their polished,、mm-hmm. like very shiny photo, and I f- I always feel like it lacks that personal touch to it because I'm all about personal branding. Right. And, right.、Um, you don't like you can show so much about your firm as a small business、uh, without showing horrible photos and. You know, you can show photos of your team members working from home, yourself working from home, and it can just be an iPhone photo. It doesn't have to be like crazy, as long as it's not like you know super dark and no one can see your face.、Um, I think 
adding those personal touches to your feed would really help people see your overall brand and really know who they're going to be working with if they want to hire you. Right. So if the intent is to build a personal brand, it's important that you're showing your personality and and Mm -hmm. parts of who you are, not just the results of the work that you do. Right. And I was also, um, so I was talking to a coaching clients and she has a residential company in New York and she does these beautiful, beautiful homes for her clients. But I think this is something that architects often do is they post a beautiful picture and then in the caption, they would just say, I designed a fireplace for this client in, uh, I don't know, one, two, three Broadway in New York City. And that's it. That's all they would say. Or they always just say, oh, I designed this or this project is at is in New York. It's, I don't know, 2,000 square feet. And it's, they only give like kind of specific about the projects, but they don't tell a story or mm, right. a personal story with the beautiful photo that you have. So I was telling her, like, if you have a beautiful photo of the fireplace, it was gorgeous. And what can you talk about a fireplace? Do you have a personal story about fireplace? Did you grow up with a fireplace drinking hot cocoa with your family? And this is like why you want to design a fireplace as warm and cozy. And Or if you don't have any story, you're personally, what about your clients? What? Why did they, why did they want a fireplace? Did they have a, you know, do they have kids? Are they like looking for a space where they want a place where they can gather, uh, they can have Christmas gift, buy a fireplace. Uh, just kind of telling those personal stories help your brand go beyond just a beautiful photo of your design work and tell people why you design certain things certain way based on your own personal experience or the client story can really make a difference, I think. Very, very interesting. So, so what's um, what's your plan for the future? You're working with with Monograph and and creating content for Monograph, um, continuing to build your own personal brand at, at JoanneLoy.com. Um, what's what's your future looking like? Where where do you want to be in three to five years? I haven't really thought that far. <laughs> Uh, when I took the job in Monograph, I have no idea where what I'm gonna do next. Cause I like as I think as an architect, we have very lean a linear path in your career. Like you graduate school, you get your license, you work in a firm, you probably either start your own firm or you keep working in the firm forever. So when I took this job um, at Monograph, I didn't have a it's the first time in my life I don't have a plan <laughs> going forward because like, I don't know what this career path is going to take me. And that's kind of exciting and different. So I'm just um, kind of seeing where it goes uh, through like my job at Monograph. And then for my plan for the Women Arcast Collective, I'm going to continue the personal brand coaching um, we are planning for more events and probably like a virtual conference or hopefully in the future some in-person events for the community. I really want it to be more than just a Facebook group 
eventually. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna build out more resources for them and host more events to help them uh, meet other people and uh, just go from there and see where it goes. All right, we'll have a link to the uh, Women Architects Collective on the show notes. So if anybody's sure. interested in joining, you can go to the show notes for this episode and just click the link. It'll take you right to that that group, and then you can request membership. I will, we'll also have a, um, uh, a link to Joanne's website, and so you can go see how she's building out her personal brand. Uh, you can do, go say hi, say that you heard her on <laughs> Entree Architect podcast. Um, before we wrap things up here, Joanne, I'd love for you to uh, share your thoughts on the one question that I ask everybody that comes over to the Entree Architect podcast uh, world over here. Entree Architect um, is a community of small firm architects, lots of them building mm-hmm. businesses. Um, what's one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? Um, I would say show your face <laughs> on, online, on social media. That's great just, advice. Just uh, stop hiding behind your project photos and uh, show more of your face and your personality to infuse that personal side into your brand. That's great advice. That that's an excellent answer to that question. I've I've gotten I don't know probably five hundred <laughs> answers to that question. Uh, it's such a simple answer, yet so powerful because it really will make a difference. It really will will change the way people uh, see you and recognize yep. you. Uh, very very great advice, Joanne Loy. Uh, it's L U I. The website is joanneloy.com. We'll have a link to that on the show notes as well. Joanne, I really enjoyed this conversation, learning about you and the Women's Architect Collective, uh, personal branding. I appreciate you for all you're doing in the profession. I see you out there. I see your personal <laughs> brand. It's working. Um, and you. I appreciate the, the knowledge that you're sharing out into the community of architects. Uh, and I appreciate you coming here and sharing your knowledge at Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you for having me here. It was really fun. If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. That's how Entree Architect Podcast will grow to serve thousands more architects just like you. Thanks to our sponsors, FreshBooks and RCAT, for their support of this episode. Links to our sponsors and all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership. Ready to edit business resources, live monthly business training for architects, a supportive architect community, and Simple Systems, our business system program developed for you, the small firm architect. It's all waiting for you at Entree Architect Academy membership, including AIA continuing education learning units. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends at entrearchitect.com slash join. Enroll today at entrearchitect.com slash join. Thanks for listening today. Love, learn, and share what you know.
I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.